Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Bayer. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast. We overanalyze episodes of the Aussie Soap Neighbors, except this episode, we will be doing another Q&A episode because it makes us feel like popular YouTubers when we do that. I am Vaya Pashos. I have dialed in via Grace and Global Communications. Uh, I'm in the PirateNet studios in Melbourne. I also have CJ the Hot Mess Mum, Catherine Jones. Hello. Hello. And we've also got Kate Remude on Twitter. Hello. Hi, everybody. Um, We are back in isolation. <laughs> We're riding the second wave. Oh, mate. Well, they haven't said it's the second wave yet, but, you know, it's, it's starting to get a bit choppy. We are recording this on the 27th of June, so we'll put a note in the show notes of which episodes we've just watched in Australia. So if you want to avoid this episode to not get any touch of spoiler, you can avoid it for now. Although we're not really going to touch on those episodes, except we'll probably save one of them. Return to Bum Island, I think we'll definitely save to cover in an official Neighbours next week. I've I've already made some content for our discussion. Oh, really? Yes. I can't wait. Are you doing, are you, have you mapped the scene or something? No. Um, look, well, I can, I can workshop it here, actually, you guys, and you can, you can think about your responses to this. If Return to Bum Island was a film, what would its sequel name be? Oh, oh. So Sit if on Bum that. Island was a film, like Endgame, yep. was a f- so the sequel to Endgame, what is that yep. called? Is that what you mean? So, yeah. So just think about that before our next record. Okay. I already thought of one, but I'll, I'll sit on it. Well, th- think of more than one. Yeah. Great. Good idea. <laughs> I'll get the best one. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to answer more questions that have been put to us from either the a Facebook group, Neighbours Council, or on Twitter at Neighbours Pod, or on our Gmail address, neighbourspod at gmail.com. And this is a good batch. I'm excited about this batch. Okay, so Lindsay asks, you get the opportunity to create the new family moving into Ramsey Street. Who are the characters? Where are they living? And what is the big secret that they're hiding? Ooh, see, I, I, if I look at Neighbours with an old guys, I immediately think, oh, well, I want people, a bit of diversity. But, you know, we have... David and Aaron, who are um, who are a same-sex couple and got married recently, um, and now they're fostering. So that's a that's a few different storylines all in one. There, um, there's there is some diversity moving in, but I think I would like a good old-fashioned Kate. You mentioned a while ago that it'd be great if like there was more bogans on the street. Like oh, I'd love definitely. Like a, yeah, I'd like a big fun family to move in, and I think that their secret would have to be classic neighbours. That the reason there isn't, you know, a, a patriarch to the family is he's in the clink. Oh man, CJ, you actually stole my idea. Are you guys just rewriting the Cannings? <laughs> yes, no. I want Canning back. Have Have you guys ever watched the New Zealand TV show Outrageous Fortune? Yes. The privilege, no. Oh, see, that's the that's the family. I want exactly them to move into Ramsey Street. So it's a um, crime family um, who are bogans, New Zealand bogans, and the dad's just just got out of prison, and the dad's played by Grant Bowler, which I, who I would love to see in Ramsey Street, 
Anyway, yeah, that's their big secret. They're a crimey family and they're actually trying to go straight, which is the whole premise of Outrageous Fortune. What sort of crime are we talking? Well, like, funny you should ask because I've actually just recently, um, late at night, they've been repeating the prequel to the show, which explains a bit more of their crimes. And they were like armed robbers, that sort of thing. So more crimey than we normally see in Neighbours, but they're, they're trying to make it, trying to go straight. But yeah, just keep on getting caught up in all sorts of Erinsborough hijinks. And when we do have the infrastructure, we've got the police force, we've got the prison set, so everything's ready to go. And, and these are the crims you'd be behind as well. It's not like D'Amato. You want these people to succeed. You want them to like, um, you know, A, you want them to go straight, but also you want them to make a bit of cash as well. And I like the Kiwi flavour. Where are these Kiwi bogues living? I'm assuming you could, you could either evict the current family or blend. <laughs> blend. Oh, it's really hard because, yeah, I love Sheila. Um, she, she could renovate the back shed. Bang them in the Kennedys. Yeah, while, while they do an extended Grey Nomad tour. Yeah, yeah. And then maybe when they come back, they can move into an apartment at Lasseter's. Can I, can I say mine? I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be a bit predictable. I, get, I don't know why I get so into my ethnic heritage whenever we talk about neighbours, but it's because I feel Chris Pappas was the whitest Greek kid we've ever had. But I need more Greek representation. And Tarage is my gateway to that. And I feel as much as Roxy is a delight, we were shortchanged. Short? Because that should have been... Tarage's goddaughter. So that's who's coming in. It's Tarage's goddaughter and whatever shape or form they come in is great. Um, I, If you want more diversity, we could have – one of them could have a, a specific disability that we've not seen on Ramsey Street. And we could definitely have some diversity in body shapes. Some more plus-sized figures would be delightful. And they are all going to come into the Willis house because there's plenty of room there. And I – would like to have the big secret that they're harbouring is that, and I don't know how one of them came by this secret. I'm just going to assume it's because they were just snooping, trying to, I don't know, break up Paul into rage or something. But one of them's found out that um, there was a mix-up in the hospital when the twins were born, David and Leo. And my, my long-held theory is that one of them is not the brother of the other. <laughs> Wouldn't they both not be the brother of each other? Um, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. One of, they're not blood relatives, the Tanaka twins. So either – and they can be either related to Paul or not because remember he never had the DNA test. So either they're not Paul's kids or they're not brothers. I have forgotten the name of the tall brother. Leo. Leo. I was going to say that but I'm like that's too – you know, Leo is definitely Paul's son, so it would have to be David. Oh, no, I would have said David is definitely his son. He's got his height. Yeah, David looks like Paul, whereas Leo has the personality of Paul, which is tricky. Yeah, I don't know. I just think Leo is, is a Paul. Like he's, yeah. yeah. So, so I've thrown a spanner into my own works, but that's, you know, I haven't been in a story room storyboarding this. It's just come to me organically. We have a question from Richard. This is a belter. What is your favourite song by a neighbour's alumnus turned pop star? Hmm. This is an easy one for me. Oh, it's, look, it's easy for me. Um, well, first, look, if you're going to go for like the more of the one hit wonder style one, you can't go past a bit of um, Stefan Dennis's Don't It Make You Feel Good. 100%. Um, but in all seriousness, I think Kylie's uh, Love at First Sight is a banger. Ah. It's more of a sleeper hit for me, but I appreciate I appreciate it. I so wanted her 
K earrings she was wearing in the film clip. Um, CJ, I reckon the three of us are a hat trick on Stefan Dennis's Don't Make You Feel Good. There's just not a thing wrong with it. It's a standout hit. And now I look, I don't know if I would class Delta Goodrum as an alumnus turned pop star because she came to the show as an existing pop star. Well, star is quote unquote. But Vaya, she wrote that first song about Connor. <laughs> and it doesn't say, the question doesn't specify if they had to have sung the song on the show. So if it was on the show, then Lost Without You is one of my faves from Nina Tucker and Delta. About, but if about it's, Connor. <laughs> That he is anyone's muse is beyond me. It's like how Alanis Morissette's muse for You Ought to Know was Joey from Full House. Ooh, ooh. And that, that line in that song makes you want to vomit. Uh, cut it out. But uh, I'm going to have to go with my – I put some thought into this and my favourite Delta track of ever is I Can't Break It To My Heart. It's amazing. Just something for everyone to pop on their Spotify playlists. I'll go with that. So we've got a dial-in. So we've got a series of questions from Sarah. Hello, Neighbours Gang. Uh, it's Sarah here. Um, I'm just living my best Australian life, lounging in my backyard pool, as I'm sure you all are. Um, okay, so questions for you guys. Uh, first of all, if you were a Becky, what would your fish name be? Well, I feel like I've done this joke before, so I'm not going to lock this in as my fish name, but I've got to say, for the joke's sake, I would be Taramasalata, which is the Greek fish fish roe dip. I, I think I've thrown you into that in the past. <laughs> yeah, happy to roll that one out at any opportunity. But I think in all seriousness, for script purposes, I think something that would serve the script well on the show, I think I'd like to be anchovy because I'm a little bit salty. Oh, yeah. Hmm, I like that for you. Kate? I don't eat fish and I don't like them at all. <laughs> so I, this is really hard for me. Do you me. think toadfish is chowing down on a to- toadfish? Uh, maybe. I don't know. He eats fish. He's a monster. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. So I just looked up some fish species and I thought, oh, I've heard of them. And they look, all right, abalone. Oh, because people get arrested if they take them, don't they? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's it's like a black market type of thing. I don't know why I'm, I'm choosing it myself, but yeah. That's up your alley. Bit sinister. And they're sinister. in like a mother of pearl shell. Lovely. And I think people would call you ABBA. Look, I can live with that. I like that it's like a single word, like Beyonce, abalone. (laughs) Yeah. A Rebecca Fish name that's one word is like perfection. Well, I think regardless of the actual name of the breed of fish, is that how you phrase it? Species. Species. There we go. It doesn't have to be one word, but they will always make them one word. Mm. Yeah. So my Like gemfish. Exactly. Lake Malawi firefish peacock chiclet. So that's my fish name. I'm not even going to try and say that. Vaya, you did it much better than me. But it, I would just be called firefish. Ooh. Ooh, firefish. Okay, so describe the look of this fish. So about a year ago, I started um, having different colours on my hair. So there was pink and then there was purple. So this fish has got like it's pink in the middle and then it sprays out to the fins. I've got purple and um, other sort of iridescentness on their fins. It looks like it's wearing a Cruella de Vil jacket on its fins too. <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous is what we're saying. Exactly. Second question. What's your favourite big thing in Australia? Because I totally want to see a big thing one day. Well, this is a question that's up my alley because I have visited many a big thing in Australia. Um, have you guys visited them? Done pineapple. I've only done the tucker box. Well, that's not really big though. It's kind of smaller than real life. That's well, I, the dog on top thing. of it's big, right? 
Uh, one to one. I'm not a connoisseur. I think that's basically the message. Have you seen a few, Kate? Oh, well, childhood favourite is the pineapple, and I think it honestly is probably the best. It's kind of the biggest and the best. I actually went there again last year. Why? And I was really um, bigging it up to baby Madge, and she gets there and she goes, she's like tapping it, and she goes, it's not a real pineapple, it's plastic. Yeah, I'm with her. Correct reaction. But so that's in Nambour in Queensland, just north of Brisbane. Um, There's also like the big banana in Coffs Harbour. I've seen that a few times as well. That's about the size of a minivan. Was the one near Willow, the prawn in um, Port Macquarie? There's like a a big prawn in Ballina, I think. It's just south of Byron. Maybe it was was a clam or something near Willow. I'm having brain Australia loves a big thing. Do you remember down near Phillip Island, there was the giant earthworm? Oh, yeah. That was the biggest big thing until it's kind of closed down um, because there really is giant earthworms in the soil down there, but they're only a metre long. But these, this was like this ridiculous thing that you could walk through standing up. I remember last year, actually, I did see one. I went to Swan Hill and they've got a big trout. Mm. There's, there's we a big... took photos with it as a family. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> there's a big orange in Berry. There's a big merino in Goulburn near Sydney. There's a big penguin in Penguin in Tasmania. Probably about 12 years ago, Slurpees had this massive promotion where they built a big Slurpee up in Coffs Harbour, aka you know, the home of the big banana. And, you know, my husband and I at the time, we weren't married. We didn't have any mortgages or responsibilities and we thought – why not go for a week up that way? So we flew up to, to Byron, saw the big prawn, um, and then went and spent a couple of nights in um, Coffs Harbour and, yes, got photos beside the big slippy, which was only a kind of an ephemeral kind of piece of art, but and it's gone now, but, my God, it was amazing. You pair of beautiful dags. That's us. <laughs> if you were running a business in Erinsborough, or, you know, it could be a new one or it could be one of the existing ones, what business would you provide? Where would you work? I think I would like Naomi Canning's job. I would make the events and the marketing at the hotel. And you could uh, have you could be a sole trader. Yeah, yeah. I'd be working for myself. I'd probably get like a pink car to match my look. Yeah, I can see it happening. I actually, so I guess I'd reinvent um, Aaron's business. Brand and, enthusiasm. In brand enthusiasm. Yeah. What about I've- you, Kate? I would go and work at Rebecca Law because there'd be a whole lot of time that I could just spend there dicking around on my phone. Um, I would go work at Sonia's Nursery because I just think things are, the plants are dying over there and I think they just need a good water. I think in actuality, though, I'd probably try and get the council a job at Erinsborough High. There's some work to be done there. Roll up my sleeves and muck in. It seems like a pretty easy job to get. I mean... <laughs> Sean seems like he's just done a counselling course, which is, you know, six weeks and can be online. And then he's just, you know, guiding children's minds. Sean's got the Calm app on his phone and he's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, that's all you need. And finally, if this whole lockdown thing wasn't going on, where do you recommend visiting in Australia? All right. Thanks very much, guys. Keep up the good work. Bye. I'll go first and I would say Melbourne because I don't like anywhere else in Australia, okay? <laughs> we have got some great lockdown food options here, don't we? Yeah. this If you are going to stay inside and watch Netflix and get drive-through coffees, this is where you do it. Um, for me, I'm going to head back up to Queensland for a bit of warm weather and I would go to Noosa because it's like a little bit of Melbourne with decent weather in the wintertime. Well, I would recommend the last place I went in Australia, which was Magnetic Island, 
far north Queensland um, because one of my favourite things that I did there was feed the rock wallabies on a beach that I've forgotten the name of, but just Google rock wallabies magnetic island. Shout out to a friend of the pod, Sammy, for showing me around there. But I have to second Melbourne because you've got to visit Melbourne because if the more neighbours, friends that visit here, then the, the, the likelihood of us putting on a live show for all of those people increases. Yeah. In fact, all neighbours listeners should come in like 2024. And Melbourne look doesn't have a lot of landmarks, you know, specky bits and pieces going on. But it does. It has Ramsey Street, goddammit. Oh, of course. Well, of course. Yeah, you can go on that bus tour and then come to the Neighbours Live Night. We'll hook you up with some eateries, some hotspots. Well, no, hotspots got a different meaning now because we are in a coronavirus hotspot. Forget that. True. <laughs> and and it's likely we'll come to you with some of that's some of the eateries, yeah. and you won't be able to get rid of us. So the next question came in two parts. So Georgia asked, so I'm going to ask both parts. Georgia asked if you had to be in lockdown in one of the houses, which one would it be? Also, Matt added to it, but if you had to spend lockdown with just one of the characters, which one would that be? Can I have us on the count of three? I want us to see if we're all going to pick the same one. So in terms of which house, no, in terms of which house we lock down in. Yeah. Okay. And if we're saying the person's house, should we just say the Look, we're going to assume it's not the Darren's. last name. Or can we just say the first name of the woman of the house? Yes. Yes. Who okay. would we spend lockdown with? One, One two, two, three. Strange. <laughs> CJ, did you say Sheila? I said Sheila. Rage has takeaway with all the trimmings. Exactly. And she decants all of her foodstuffs and shampoos. And it's decorate. That, that kitchen is beautiful. And. They're not stingy on the takeaway. It's not like going to Carl's house where he'd be expecting you to pay for everybody. No, oh, you'd just be night. eating those hash browns for the whole time. <laughs> Trimmings every night at Tarage's, um, except the one floor that Joe pointed out on the Neighbours Council is that couch, that two-seater love seat in the living room does not look comfy. Unless there's a, cam- a couch off camera that we can't see that's super comfy, I'm struggling. The sunroom's beautiful, though. I just keep out in the sunroom. That that couch looks as though it came out of the Aaronsborough. Oh, the motel. <laughs> yeah. I um, I did think about that, the, the, the takeaways. But I want to say that Sheila is always having people over for, like, comfort foods, like lasagna. And she's worked in a pub. She'd make a good palmer, I'm sure of it. Um, and you know what? She would have been out of work because the pub would have been closed. And it just... It just would have been me, Sheila, and Gary the pigeon. Yeah, you'd want it. You'd want her to be cleaning out that pigeon cage. Yeah, but, but she's got like no respect of boundaries when it comes to your personal space, and also she'd be trying to like set up online dating stuff for you but as well. She'd be doing CJ the hot mess mum's laundry. Oh, she would be. And um, also, what more? Could, uh, Sheila would amuse me. She would be constant entertainment for the entire 18, 16, 45 weeks, whatever it ends up being. Um, she would be a constant entertainment program. Whereas if I live with Paul, I might find out that he's a bit cruel. And it's like um, there's certain people on social media that have celebrities that have risen to the challenge of entertaining us during quarantine. One of them is Tina Arena, who's been calling herself Quarantina Arena, and just been posting fabulous live stories. That's beautiful. And Milzy. Yeah, Anthony Kalia. Yeah, oh, I love 
their videos. Cranky Granny would entertain. Would do Instagram live streams with you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Instagram live. That's what we'd be doing. We'd be doing a lot of stories. And don't you think we wouldn't have teach you how the TikTok dances? I can't do TikTok dances, but Sheila and I, we would get to it. I think I just want to be locked down with Colesh. My God, she'd have some great stories. So at Matt's next half, if you had to be in lockdown with one resident, past or present, who would it be? Oh, it was past or present. I'm still going Sheila. I bring this lady up a lot, but I'm going to stand by this. And it's relevant to what I just mentioned about celebrities in lockdown. Nina Tucker, because Delta Goodrum has been doing these live concerts on Instagram called the Bunker Down Sessions, and they have been bloody phenomenal like sound quality stunning she's been doing her entire back catalogue b-sides like covers that she's known for other like just random other covers like george michael's freedom and all sorts of things she themes them she wears spangly outfits and i am entertained to no end so i just think i'd have a a concert in my house do you know what i need to do i need to tune in when she replays my favorite thing she's ever done is it john Farnham's burn for you no, when she said she liked my hair at the Loki's. Oh. Will she be doing that? Maybe on TikTok. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, uh, maybe Naomi Kenning. She'd be a whole heap of fun. You, you are not wrong. <laughs> maybe this is a clue to what Kate might, would like to do. Yeah, she'd provide, she would provide daytime and nocturnal activities. Yeah. So I just want to... I just want to be left alone. I'm not, I'm not staying in that house with a goddamn murder tub out the back. That's gross. <laughs> Hey Neighbours ladies, Joe here. So excited about the new Neighbub um, on the scene, speaking of. Um, my question is, if Kate and CJ were to make a DIY crib for Vea in the style of ugh, Darren and ugh, good Finn and B, um, whose would be superior? Whose would be the best crib? Obviously, Kate and CJ have strengths in different areas. Maybe Kate's would be plant-themed. Maybe CJ's would have a giant picture of Steph and Dennis at the end of it. Who knows? I want to know. Now, CJ, who do you think I'm going to say? Kate. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm a product designer. And you- I'd actually give, I'd, I'd look up the child safety requirements <laughs> on cots, which, which are quite stringent, and I would follow them. 100%. Even if you didn't have those skills, regardless of if you had followed a different career path, yours would still be better. <laughs> And I didn't even know Kate that well. One of the first things I was excited about was that I got to see her daughter's nursery when I visited her house because it was so I was coveting it on Instagram with the rose gold cot. So Kate's design eye, primo. But in actuality, I think CJ and I have the same cot for our sons. Oh, the IKEA one. Yeah, the IKEA. Bog standard. You, me, and like 85% of the population. It goes with everything. It matches literally everything. Yeah. I love IKEA. I could... I, if, if I was actually, go back to the last question, finding out where I would want to spend lockdown, Ikea is probably it. <laughs> You're going to get the Rona at Ikea, man. Probably. I mean, it's not open for business. Just you know. Oh, no, it is. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Matt asks, I think we all know what Vaya's character would be if she was ever to get a role on the show. I don't, I don't know that. Do we know that? Yeah, it's Tarage's PA. Yeah, okay. Or, or God's sister or something. But surely Kate and CJ have their characters' backstory plotted out as well. Who would you be in the neighbours verse, CJ? So I would say if I was going to move into the neighbours world, I would be working at one of the establishments. Probably because I work in not for profit. Maybe I get a job at Toadie's charity. 
Um, and I'm amazing, so that means I only last six weeks on the show. <laughs> I love that for you, Toadie's Charity. That's perfect. I think maybe I'd move on to the street and then I'd just be like a gog at how weird <laughs> everything is on Ramsey Street and saying, hang on, so you you dated a woman who dated your dad? And, you know, I'd be like, I, I don't understand what the hell is going on in this whole weird incestuous street. Okay, so because I'm a TV writer, I'm, I've already plotted out the rest of these stories. So, Kate, when you move in, you're going to room in with Mrs Punt. Okay. And the two of you are going to... Like, you're going to start a blog about everyone on the street with her. Love it. And CJ, when you go to work with Toadie's charity, he's going to fall for you, but you're married, you're not interested. But he's like, this is the first person that he's fallen for that he's not already been married to since Sonia's death. So it's a big deal. And of course, being such a legal upstanding citizen, he does that to his employee <laughs> yes. at his charity. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Toadie. <laughs> Because you're fabulous, so you've got to, like, rebuff him and let him down gently. Yeah, I'm gathering I'll probably move back to L.A. and work for a wrestling association. <laughs> Hi, neighbours, it's Andy. I've got a question for you. Picture this. It's March 2021 and you are on the Neighbours production team. The next very special set of episodes of Neighbours is due to air. Which three characters have you chosen to bump off and how? They are. Put your... Your your writer hat on oh. for this one. I've got one that will really piss Mayor off, actually. Oh, sure, good. Excellent. Um, I would like to see Mal, Libby, and Billy Kennedy get bumped <gasps> off. Holy shit! I mean, they could they could come back, and maybe we'd have to get like a, a fake Billy in, depending yes. on Jesse Spencer's um, yeah, schedule. Um, and then yeah, then they all die in some sort of horrible accident. I don't know. What what, what haven't we had? Really. We haven't had a bus crash, have we? Oh, I mean, I'm sure we have. By then, maybe it could be a triple Rona death. That's a bit grim. It is. And cluster. Billy is in America. The Kennedy America. cluster. So. Oh, oh, no. And, oh, and actually, Carl's a doctor. No. Yes. No, no. Um, Carl and Susan finally get to go on their round-the-world <laughs> holiday <laughs> and they spread it. They become super spreaders. <laughs> They're like the, the typhoid um, Carl and Susan of the world. And you know, I've just solved your casting problem. On Playing for Keeps, there was a football player, like this asshole football player that was a dead ringer for Jesse Spencer. He mm. could come in as Billy 2.0. But we could get Anne coming back with the kids because suddenly she can't take care of teenagers by herself. So this could oh, be... I love it. I reckon Satch should be up for it. Satch as a mum of teenagers is, I need it on my screen. I need it. And she could be a new love inter interest for Coil. You sold me. You sold me on the... The thing I would never have bought. Um, well, I'm just going to – I don't know if it was past or present or not, but I was just going to go with hangovers from what I put forward for when the Bum Island deaths happened because we never got – I put forward Pierce, um, not because I don't appreciate Bachelor Tim on the show, but because I wanted to see billionaire Chloe and I still want to see billionaire Chloe in control of everything, um, buying everything up from under Paul. So we're going to have to kill Hendrix and Alana? As well? No, you don't, they don't have to be related, do they? No, no, but his um, his estate would go to his kids. Oh, I reckon he's bungled that. He just hasn't filled out the paperwork. For... <laughs> Maybe that's the sense, the source of conflict is that Hendrix is trying to sue Chloe for the. There's a big stash over it. But you do need two more people to die. Yeah, but don't worry. Um, we all thought Ellie was going to die, 
And so I just think bring her back. I know she's on her way out, but bring her back. And um, I don't know what's – if the story, if her exit storyline is playing out the way I think it's going to play out, which is actually a grisly end, if she's written out with dry toast as a bloody love interest for life, that's a grisly end to me. Are we, are we going to um, – <laughs> is she going to fly into a mountain like in a life? <laughs> she's going to make sure he's bloody buried once and for all. Well, she's she's going to have to eat his corpse. Ugh. You know what it is? It's not a grizzly end. It's like a puby end because of what's happening on his face. Ew. <laughs> yeah, he's finally growing his um, castaway beard that yeah. he should have come back with. Get into the barber and get that taken off, Sean, please. Get Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I Have you killed everyone, Val? Yep. Toast, Ellie and P.S. Excellent. Okay. Um, I think that parts of the Rebecca family um, do not interest me. <laughs> um, so I would like some of them to go. So I think Dippy can go. She's a good cook. She is a good cook, but we can get another cook. There's always someone that owns that place. Yeah, they don't write stories for Dippy. It's not our fault. Yeah, it's not It's not our fault. It's, it's not, definitely it's not, not the actor's fault. fault. It's not, it's not Dippy fault. as a character's fault. It's... It's the- I mean, Sharon herself is sparkling. Yeah. yeah. But she's window dressing on that show. Yeah. So I think she could go. I don't really think Shane, I know you guys have got it for him. Excuse but- me. No, Shane gives me the urits. What? I just No, don't- no, come on. His snark this week has been 10 out of 10. Yeah, but he's like a 12-year-old. Who cares what your daughter's boyfriend's job is? So Shane and Dippy go out together. And then, I'm sorry, Bea, but Ned's going to go with him. What? Because no. I want to see Yashvi rise from the ashes, you know, like a phoenix. <laughs> rise from the ashes. Yes. <laughs> and so I figure that's the way we can see it. Uh, I'm not okay with this. I think the, all we can hope for with Yashvi is that she doesn't un, you know, undergo the curse of the Erinsborough police officer. Well, there's going to be a bit of a conundrum now because we're going to have two main cast members in the cop shop, Levi and Yashvi, the two Vs, V and V, Vi and V. So they're going to have to make one of them competent and I'm betting it's going to be Yashvi because Levi's already been skiving off on his work day, like dicking around with his cousin. This actually leads into Louisa's question. Would you rather be a parent of a student at Erinsborough High or a victim of a crime being investigated by Erinsborough Police? Just to pause, that is pure brilliance, that question. Thank you, Louise. I really laughed a lot when I read that. This is like Sophie's Choice. <laughs> it is. What's that game where you have to make decisions? Kill, fuck or marry. No, no, like it's like a board game. Like oh, Hypotheticals? No. Yeah, like a hypothetical. It's like that. Like this is a real conundrum, isn't it? Yeah. Look, there's, there's been at least one success come out of Erinsborough High, and that's Toadie. Right. Anyone else? He's not really a success, no. though, is he? It's not. Um, he went to, yeah. On paper, he's successful, but practically. Yeah, yeah. As Sam said, she would take her win rate over his any day. <laughs> Should have stuck to tax law. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd rather be the victim of crime because at least that's me. And mm. I'm presuming that the other one is my poor child having to go through their schooling experience. And look, so. odds on your child is going to be a victim of a crime at Erinsborough High. <laughs> it's true. I So, Kate, are you with CJ that you would do the, the crime? 
I think I'd do the crime because also I'm unlikely to be accused of said crime, which is the main problem with Erinsborough Police, that they get the wrong man. And so if I'm the victim, they're unlikely to say I'm the perpetrator as well. Well, well you, you never, never know. know. Yeah, they've pinned some shit on some people. Like Ellie was in the slammer for nothing. Yeah. Mm. God. Um, I am going to go for the parent of the Erinsborough High student. I'm going to assume I'm living in a school zone that only has one school option uh, and I'm too broke as a starving artist to go to Eden Hills Grammar and my my kid hasn't passed the scholarship exam. So what I'm going to do there is I'm going to take on their education myself out of hours, homeschool style, and we'll be right. Like, we'll be, we'll be fine. I'll just do what I did in my year 12 Greek class when my teacher just didn't ever teach us. She just would gossip to us every lesson. Um, I just researched the um, criteria for the examinations and I just relayed them to my fellow students. So we'll be fine. Okay, so Keely added, rank in decreasing order of professionalism, Ramsey Street's teachers or police officers and medical professionals. Okay, I'm going to say I feel probably the medical professionals are the most professional, followed by the cops, and then ending up with the teachers who actually are not qualified in any which way. They can just roll in off of like grease lightning. Oh, I did a course at the Zurica, yeah, online, you know, counselling college. <laughs> or like um, when Brad was the PE teacher just all of a sudden. Yeah, and what I was just referencing, Luzicus coming in off the bloody garage to teach woodshop or something. And remember he was actually up for that job against Steph as well. Like it was, you know, like, you know, screw finding someone with any sort of teaching qualifications. Those poor kids. I'm going to say the least professional in Erinsborough, the police officers, because of all of the ridiculous stuff that they do, like taking Yashvi to a crime scene in which her family members were involved and, um, you know, having, um, you know, when detective mechanics stole the shoes to burn, like the, in regard to professionalism, they mm. seem the worst. Like we had um, the, the the detective, you know, the blonde lady that was awesome for a bit, and then she just lost it. Detlers, right. yeah. But Erin's bar high, goddammit, ladies. There's there's nothing professional going on there. Every single storyline has something terrible happening to the students. You know, they did. They had some good bi- results in the biology classes when Millsy was there. <laughs> Yeah, if I had to pick the most professional teacher, it's probably Millsy. I mean, aside from the grooming, he was pretty good. Yeah, like he had those kids learning. And bloody Zankan is going to be a doctor any minute. Yeah, but she paid her way into it. Yeah, I, don't, don't, right, I, right. I don't want her at Erinsborough Hospital. She's not. She's going to be at Trump Hospital. All right, so we might just take a breather for a couple of weeks and then tackle the rest of the questions soon. Yeah, ladies. Love it. Sounds good. Um, we might also do a special episode for Patreon too because I owe you guys one. Well, the next episode could well be that. Okay. And then we I cannot wait to get back to business to discuss Dry Toast's tenure at Erin Sparrow High. <laughs> yeah, and a good section on his facial covering. Great. Um, yeah, and the awkwardness that that's providing. And, and, and let's talk a little bit about, because I think the episodes we're seeing now um, are ISO returns or at least... Yes. Something like that. So... You know, maybe watching episodes, um, if our listeners and us, we can start trying to pick some of those moments of when they had to change things. It's become a really fun game, I spy, like people who can't touch each other, people who are 
doing camera tricks to stand near each other, but they're not. Yeah, and you work in the television industry, so this would be super interesting for you, like on how they do it, yeah. It's like watching Media Watch. Yeah. Thanks for the questions, gang. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, and again, as I said, drop us a line, neighbourspod at gmail.com. If you want to record your voice and ask the question yourself, we love that even more, bells and whistles. And uh, we'll keep chatting in the Facebook group, Neighbours Council. I'm Vaya. Vay's on Instagram. CJ? I'm CJ the Hot Mess Mum on TikTok and Instagram. Kate? I'm at Remude on Twitter. And I guess we'll go out on one of our favourite alumni pop hits. See ya. Bye. Bye. Way too fast Why do I always do it? Thinking this might last How could I be so stupid?